I'm just going to read a poem out of Khalil Gibran's The Awakened Soul, or maybe a couple of them. There is something in our life which is nobler and more supreme than fame, and this something is the great deed that invokes fame. We are all prisoners, but some of us are in cells with windows and some without. That's an interesting one. Words are timeless. You should utter them or write them with the knowledge of their timelessness. And one more. When you have solved all the mysteries of life, you long for death, for it is but another mystery of life. Birth and death are the two noblest expressions of bravery. couple interesting things him forward to share about. I think what I'll start with is fear. <laughs> fear. It's really interesting this morning in my own meditation. Uh, I like it when spirit wakes me up bright and early at 3.30 a.m. as it did this morning. It's my favorite time to meditate. Get me in there b between 3 and 4 a.m. and I have a good block of three to four hours, and it's easy to get that two and a half hours in. And that's when things always happen for me, is when I give myself that time. And it always helps when spirit's more involved. You know, it's when we have one of those meditations where we feel like we don't even have to do much other than we're going along for the ride. It's kind of like that for me this morning. And it was very interesting, and one of the inner experiences that spirit brought me through was one, once again, confronting or looking at fear. And over the years, I've been at this a little over 21 years now, over the years I've had my fair share of confronting not only my fears just in this physical consciousness, but a lot of the fears on the spiritual journey is the soul travels through not only this physical world, but also the astral world, the causal world, the mental, the etheric, through all these realms of illusion. And so on all these different levels, I've he had the inner experience of how often the one, the great deceiver, the Lord of this universe, Cal Naringen, Lucifer, the devil, Satan. I just love those names. <laughs> well, that's part of his job. Is this action of reflection will often look like something fearful or evil or negative. And that's the illusion that we buy into that gets us to be entrapped here. And it keeps us coming back over and over. That, that poem there about birth and death and the bravery. Because often, it, you know, there's this phrase called it takes great courage to see the face of God. It doesn't take any courage to see the face of God. The courage it takes is to go through all the fears and all the things we have to confront to get free of to be able to see the face of God. Seeing the face of God is easy. And it's the most wonderful, beautiful, loving thing we're going to experience as a soul on its journey home. And so that's always something to look forward to. But in that action of, in a sense, waking up and knowing that, well, we're going to move through all these levels of darkness and illusion and the fear 
that blocks us from the greater knowing of that. And it's really funny this morning, um, part of what I was reminded of was how I confronted the fear that made the difference of whether I got free of it or I still was trapped by it. And this is a big key on this pathway to understand this, because if you can understand this and apply it in your life, is how you're going to find the action of liberation taking place for your soul. There's many different people, groups, pathways out there that are always at battle with the evil, the battle of good and evil, the light overcoming the darkness, the good overtaking the bad, all these great battles of the good winning over the bad, right? We see them in the movies, but even if you've gone to other groups or read different books out there, metaphysical things here and there, if you noticed a common element, or at least I have, they're always in a battle. They're trying to get rid of the negative, get rid of the bad, protect yourself, do all these charms and actions of protection so you don't get harmed. That's all out there. And a lot of them are trying to get rid of or cast out the demons, get rid of the evil spells and the curses, all these things. And it's all based on fear. But if you can understand it's all an illusion, what the hell is there to protect yourself from? Really? But you see, this world of the mind, the emotions, and the body, they want us to believe we need to protect ourselves. Otherwise, we'll die. We'll get hurt. We'll be harmed in some way. That's the big illusion running the world. That's why this whole thing around birth and death, a beginning and an end. So we bought into the belief that there's an end. And there's a natural part of us that, one, is always trying to survive. That's the animal nature, by the way. The soul doesn't need any kind of survival. The soul is eternal. The soul knows it's eternity, that it cannot be harmed or killed in any way. It is only the animal nature of the mind, emotions, and body that has a survival mechanism, or in psychology circles, they call it fight and flight. It's a survival. And that's a lot of what runs this world and runs in our own consciousness that we're often in action and reaction with. You know that phrase where Jim always says, taking responsibility for our thoughts and our feelings, our actions and reactions? Well, that's what this is. So what I'm addressing here is how we approach fear itself and to look at it so we don't, or we no longer, buy into the illusion that it portrays in this world, whether you have an inner experience or a dream of your own, or whether you just hear other people talking, or spiritual teachers out there, I hate to say it, but there's, there's a lot of them out there that think they're doing a lot of good work, and unfortunately all they're doing is portraying a lot of the illusion and the negative. They're caught up in it themselves and don't understand so it's important to pay attention to what we even follow or listen to or believe in what's happening. And this action of fear is that greatest element that's going to keep the soul in bondage here. So one of the things I've learned over the years and what I was reminded of again this morning was that approach to fear that as fear comes up within us 
or as we confront it in a dream or in our experience, it doesn't matter how it shows up, it's going to show up. It's what the world does. The world is going to throw it at us. The world is going to try to bury us with it. It's going to try to pull us into it. So no matter how it comes forward or whatever level of experience you have it on, it always is that same element. We know what it is. We feel it. We see it. We hear it. It's tangible. But as that comes upon us, the way to get free of it and the way that we do not allow it to take hold of us is through surrender. Complete, open vulnerability. That's the opposite of protection, right? All these other things, you've got to protect yourself. Oh my God, put up the shields. Don't let it get you. It's going to kill you. It's going to hurt you. All that does is offer resistance. Guess what protection is? It is reaction. It is reaction. Protection is a reaction to the fear. That's what protection is. When we try to protect ourselves, it's our own internal reaction to the fear. We know it goes with reaction, right? It keeps us locked in. It pulls us down. It gets us hooked in. We're attached now. We're not neutral, right? No neutrality here. It's conditional. So those are just little indicators to pay attention inside of yourself as these things show up. It doesn't matter if it's in body, out of body. It's all the same thing. It's just a different perspective and how it unfolds. So the thing to do is if fear comes forward inside of us, whether there's an outer stimulus or not, it's still a fear inside of us. So how do we handle it? So as we begin to move into openness and vulnerability, well, guess what? As that fear comes up within, if we don't react to it and go into protection mode, there's nothing we're doing to grab on. Because guess what? Our reaction is latching on. It's attachment. When we go into protective mode and reaction, we grab onto it. So it actually holds it to us. It gives it power to give us the sensation or the appearance like it's doing harm. But yet, when we can let go and just surrender and just say, go ahead, go on about your business, do what you're going to do, offer no resistance, we're living in the neutrality of loving and accepting. That's neutrality, loving and acceptance, good or bad, doesn't matter. When we live in the neutrality of loving and acceptance, then no harm can come to us. And if we want to call it good, only good can unfold. But the good I'm speaking of is really just the unconditional loving of spirit. Not the good of the good and bad. That neutrality of unconditional loving where the soul truly begins to now break free of the attachments of illusion and begins to rise above it and come into the greater state of knowing of its liberation and oneness with God. But that's the journey, though, that we're going to walk through, and it's going to take all kinds of shapes and forms. So I'm going to say it again. When fear comes upon you, just go into openness and vulnerability 
And then there's nothing for it to attach to on you, and you free. And it will do all that it can to get you to go into reaction, to try to protect yourself, or get it before it gets you. And if it does that and you go into reaction, it's got you. For however much longer, I don't know. However that cycle is going to run out. You know, however the lesson's going to unfold, whether it's in the moment or if it's another day or a year or a lifetime. It'll be what it's going to be. But on this pathway of liberation, those of you that are choosing this path to sun and light and are looking for the soul's liberation out of all this illusion, giving you a very specific awareness to work with, very specific. Because you are going to have to, on this journey, every soul will confront its fears that we've chosen into, that we've bought into, that we've allowed to run us, to overtake us, and keep us trapped. It's funny because I remember years ago, one of the main experiences that I had that I learned the truth that the soul is eternal and cannot die. And it was an inner experience, thank God, right? Because the physical is a little bit more tangible and a little more painful as far as sensations go. On other realms, you still can have sensation in this realms of reflection, but it's not going to be quite the degree as it is in the physical. And I'm going to share a little bit of a gory experience. I won't make it too gory, though. But it's, to, in a sense, drive home the point of what I'm speaking of. Well, in this experience of confronting my fear of death and to realize the soul is eternal, I had an experience where I was in a very dark place. There was nothing there. And I felt this negative, evil energy or person coming up from behind me. And I knew what was going to happen. To see, the soul has an inner knowing. The soul knows when it has the opportunity to move into a greater freedom and learn the lesson to complete the karma. So in my knowing, I knew what was coming up. It all unfolded just very gradually, naturally. I knew I didn't need to go into reaction, but this energy came up, this person came up and put this little wire around my neck, you know, a little wire for strangling, but yet the wire is so sharp, it can actually decapitate. Well, that's what this experience was. So this person started to draw tight the wire and it started going through my neck. I could feel it. You want to talk about the experience of fear and all these things we hear in the world? This was as real as what it would be in the world. Just not as painful, I'll admit that. But in that, as it was going on, I put my arms out in this experience and just said, go ahead. Do what you want to do because I know that I cannot die. And as soon as I said that, that was me, the soul, stating the truth that I knew. And that wire was already halfway through the neck. And in the moment as I finished declaring the truth, all of a sudden the whole scene changed. The person disappeared. The darkness was gone. I was now in a lit up experience and I was free. 
Now, if you're getting the gist of the story, here what seemed like such a real experience, as soon as we stand in the truth and declare that in our soul and we know that, then the illusion can only dissolve. The illusion cannot stand in the truth of the divine. That's the key here. You know that phrase, the truth shall set you free? It's exactly what I'm speaking of. But we have to stand in the truth and we have to declare that truth for ourselves. You cannot do it for anybody else. You cannot imagine it. You can believe it. But you have to stand in it, live in it, and declare it. You don't have to declare it to the world out here for yourself inside. Inside. And then if you have some experience, as I'm sure, as I did here in an inner experience or out-of-body experience, there will be those times where that may happen, maybe even in the world. doesn't matter what level it's on. What matters is what you do, that you take the action, stand in your truth. You know these phrases like stand up for yourself? I'm going to stand up for myself. Well, what does it usually mean? Well, usually we're going to yell back at who's ever we're feeling really dumping on us or trying to suppress us, right? That's not the standing up here. I did nothing to attack this person who was killing me. Nothing. There is no reaction. That's neutrality. That's why Jim and I always over and over speak of neutrality. Neither good nor bad, positive or negative, good or evil, doesn't matter. Neutrality is unconditional loving that accepts all conditions, positive, negative. That's why this journey is not a battle of good and evil. There is no battle here. If you see or hear a battle anywhere, know that's, that's the illusion. Whether it's running in you or somewhere else, just know, all right, that's the illusion. Well, let me come to the place of neutrality. Because that's where the truth is. That's where the freedom is. That's where the divine resides. And there's no battle. There's no struggle in that place. But you see, the world is going to test us. The world is going to give us opportunity after opportunity to know that for ourselves. But we don't see it that way, do we? We think we're being attacked. We think that people, the world, the negativity, Lucifer, Satan is just after us, right? So we're always in the survivor mode, the fight or flight. That's not what it is. The truth is it's giving us opportunity after opportunity to simply stand in the divine, to stand in the truth of who we are. That's what's going on here. But you see, notice how I'm describing it a little different. If you can begin to move into that place from that perspective, well, then you start to overcome the illusion of how all the world is always in the battle and the struggle. It's a very different game. So the next time you find yourself going into reaction or protection, remember this talk. Stop for a moment. Think about it. Saying, do I want to keep participating even though it looks like somebody's doing it to me? And they are. The world is always going to be doing it to us. It's like gravity. Gravity's always pulling us down, right? Well, guess what Satan's job is? 
to not only pull us down, but to keep pounding us and pushing, pushing, pulling, you name it. It's like gravity. It's going to do what it can to keep us down. And all we have to do to get free is to stand in the truth of who we are. And then none of it has any power over us. It has no power over us. It's only when we buy into it that we give it power. If we don't buy into it, and all we do buy into is the truth of our own soul and loving and spirit and divine, then that's what we get. And the reflection, the illusion, has no power whatsoever. The most evil, the most harm, any of it cannot be done to you. That phrase, fear not, the Lord is with you. There's another one. Fear not, the Lord is with you. There is nothing to fear. Sorry, what, uh, what was his name? The only thing to fear is fear itself. Well, it's a nice step in the right direction, but uh-uh. It doesn't cut it. That's still living in the world. Fear not, the Lord is with you. There's the greater truth that is going to liberate the soul. The other one's still the battle. That's still the battle. We want to transcend the battle because that is the only way to truly step into liberation. It's always the key. So it was interesting this morning in my experience, as this was being brought up again, part of the way it was being brought up is that I saw several of these actions of fear of Satan literally trying to put upon me. And I remembered the game. It's been a while since I've had some of that kind of experience. But I remembered the game. As long as we're in the body, we're still going to have opportunity. So Satan started bringing these opportunities for me to experience once again forward. Right away, I, I felt the fear coming up. I'm going, all right, here we go. Right away, I flung my arms open and said, okay, bring it on, Satan. If there's any fear inside of me that still stands between me and God, I want it to come forward so that I can face it in loving and stand free of it. That's what I said in spirit. That's a very different thing, isn't it? Than the whole battle of good and evil. Yeah, I'm going to overcome it, man. I'm going to shed so much light on that darkness, it's going to run. Uh-uh. It's nothing about any of that. My own words bring it forward so that I can confront anything more inside of myself that stands between me and God. That was an invitation. But was it really an invitation to Satan? Or is it really an invitation to my own soul that I am giving myself the opportunity to keep getting freer and freer and not allowing any of the illusion or the fear to run me or to run in me because that is what creates the separation inside of the soul with its oneness, with knowing the oneness. And guess what? All of a sudden, an opportunity came forward. As soon as I said that, it fell flat. Nothing showed up. Then another one showed up, and then it fell flat. Another one showed up, fell flat. 
Everything fell flat now. I didn't even have to walk through any of the experiences this morning because I've already done that. But how many times have we said, I thought I did that. Why is it back? Well, yeah, that's right. As long as we're in a body, we're going to keep getting the opportunities. You're going to keep getting the practice. But once you know how the game works, you just keep working it. Man, it's a lot easier. You've had the practice. The hard one is when it's the first time and it's in your face. Or maybe not even the first time. And maybe a lot of times it's in your face. But every time it shows up, you go into contraction. Well, contraction's protection. It's reaction. It's protection. I'm going to protect myself by contracting. When you're in that state, it's hard to open up, to relax, to expand, and be vulnerable. That's the challenge in this. That's what it takes to truly live a life of liberation. And it does not matter what the details look like, what they sound like, what the details of the lessons are. We're so busy trying to figure out all the details and figure out all the lessons in our mind because we think if we figure it out, we can get free of the karma, right? It doesn't work that way. Look at it all as just a pattern of fear. And if you know how to deal with the fear, it doesn't matter what the details are. So you could have a whole bunch of details, lesson after le lesson like I just shared, popping up. But if you know how to handle just the fear, it all gets learned. A lot of things completed all at once. You get liberated and freed, just like that. Because you know how to work with the truth of the divine, and now no longer play into the illusions of the world. So that's the key in this. That's the key, is to really know how to handle these things when they come up inside of you. This is where Jim and I try to also give very practical tools as well as to say meditate on the name of God that you receive an initiation, practice loving, accepting, forgiveness. I'm talking about details of how we can actually do that now. Because these things show up in very ordinary, practical ways. So we need to learn and know how to work with them in the moment. It's great to talk about this stuff, but as soon as it's in your face, it's a whole different story, isn't it? It's one thing in the classroom when we're just sitting here listening. There's nothing, there's nothing around here attacking us. But when we're all of a sudden in a situation where we are being attacked or confronted in some way, that's the opportunity where it's now upon us to begin to really live and to do or practice that which we've learned in the classroom. Now, the other funny part of this, if I can call it funny, you know, a lot of us sharing out there how even a lot of people will use good words to move into greater freedom. They may not even realize how they're still living in the illusion themselves. And unless we're truly free, then whatever we even share with others, that they're also going to get 
that illusion with whatever we're sharing with them. And that's okay. That's just what goes on in this world. It's how we learn and how we grow. That's why ultimately we've we got to find that inner truth ourselves. But if we have one in the world who lives that liberation and knows that journey into the freedom, then they, as they share, give the keys and the tools of that freedom. It's not just the words. It is the frequency of the freedom itself that comes on the word so that as we take those words in we literally get the essence or the frequency of that spirit of freedom so that we can take that with us just as i'm sharing here today about how to approach fear that yeah that sounds nice of how we approach it but guess what if you don't actually have the frequency of the freedom or liberation in that approach, it's not going to work. That's where a lot of people don't understand. That's why it's been shared over the ages that it takes a liberated flame to free a trapped flame. As Jim has shared before as a quote from Aristotle. In other words, that living word, the spiritual teacher that has been liberated and awakened as they give that sacred name of God in initiation, that is that essence of freedom itself and that frequency of loving that is given in the sacred name and initiation that gives the disciple, the student, whatever you want to call them, that actual frequency or spirit of freedom and liberation of loving. So that's a big key here. Because without that, if we don't actually have that essence of loving, then what do we have to really set us free? Just like I said earlier, a lot of the times the mind will try to figure things out thinking if it can get the answer, it's going to get free. But it doesn't work that way. That's the big illusion. Some of you probably know people who've been doing these pathways of clearing negativity for years on end, and yet they keep on doing the same thing over and over and over and over, and you look at them going, God, you're doing the same thing 20 years ago as you are today. Has anything changed yet? 